to welcome Douglas Blackstock, the president of ENQA, the European Association for Quality Assurance Agencies in Higher Education. Douglas is going to provide us with the future's perfect, uh, perspectives from the European quality, uh, from European quality assurance, and indeed from a global perspective, as ENQA has many international connections. Douglas Blackstock. Well, uh, colleagues, uh, thank you. It is an enormous privilege and pleasure to be back at Croke Park. I was last here 32 years ago, caught Galway in the All-Ireland final. I don't have a clue what happened. I don't know who won. I don't know anything that went on, but it was a great day. Um, I actually looked up the score last night, and I still don't understand <laughs> what happened. I think the people from Galway seem to go away happier than the others. Um, it's a pleasure to be back in Dublin for our good friends and colleagues QQI. I remember the birth pangs of QQI because as a director and later chief executive of QA in the UK, I worked with all the predecessor organisations. And it is an enormous test of the resilience and a sense of the leadership of your national agency that this team of people have taken QQI through 10 years to be one of the most respected and trusted quality bodies, not just in Europe, but in the world. But it's 10 years of QQI. Um, they paid me a lot of money for that, by the way. It's not only 10 years of QQI. We also have Lawrence here from Malta's Further and Higher Education Authority, who celebrated 10 years last week as well. So congratulations to MFHEA and, of course, as Porrig said, 25 years of QA. There's one other agency I'd like to mention, and we heard a bit about their country this morning. It is marvellous to be in this room together, isn't it? Three weeks ago, I was in Istanbul, where two colleagues from Ukraine made a two-day journey to get out of the country to come and engage with their colleagues. Your counterparts in universities and quality bodies are today in bomb shelters, teaching students remotely. Let's do everything we can to support our colleagues in Ukraine as we go forward. I'll be very brief about Enka because my colleague Goran covered earlier. We are the representative bodies of quality agencies and we benefit greatly through the engagement of QQI. My notes say nice, say nice things about QQI, but I'll come back to that later. Um, we represent right across the European higher education area, although we did take action and suspended our Russian members and affiliates. We are co-authors of the European standards and guidelines for quality, and we drive development of quality assurance in the broader European higher education area. We do that through a range of services, but also our political engagement with other organisations in Europe. QQI is one of our most engaged members. You have contributed a past president and current and former board members. You regularly contribute at events and webinars and are leading in our academic integrity working group, are key participants and mentors in our leadership development programme, hosted our General Assembly in 2015 and will do so again in 2023. In walking out with your minister, I said you need to know that Ireland punches above its weight in Europe because of the work of QQI. I want to speak a little bit about future perspectives of quality assurance in Europe. Uh, one of the things about the challenges when thinking about the future of QA is the huge diversity and context for higher education and quality assurance across our members. I often talk to Barbara and her colleagues in the States about the challenge of getting cohesion 
across the six regional accreditors in the US, try it with 47 countries with different legal systems, cultural contexts and languages as well. Some agencies have a remit for external QA of education provision from institutions, but others only for programmes. Some, like Hacheres in France, cover research in their programmes. In Spain, the agencies approve the appointments of academics and professors. Could you imagine trying that in Ireland? Some cover different levels of education, QQI, FE and HE. Some have other wide-ranging functions, some such as QA in the UK develop the qualifications frameworks. SKVC in Lithuania are also the ENIC and the NARIC. There's a broad diversity. And as that diversity is getting greater, as agencies explore new topics, as Goran said, find new ways to offer added value to the sector. That is particularly for the large and growing number of agencies that no longer get any public money and they're entirely reliant on review fees. They're also seeking to remain relevant in a changing higher education landscape. And in one example in particular, Goran hinted at it, it may not have got through. In Germany, there is an open competitive market where institutions choose their agency based on price. It is such an unstable environment for the agencies, most of them would not survive in German revenues alone and are chasing around the world offering accreditation to make themselves financially sustainable. Many of the hot topics in European higher education at the moment are areas where Ireland and QQI are leading the way and having significant international impact. But these developments also pose challenges for the quality assurance agenda. Amongst the topics, there are many, uh, but micro-credentials. Changing, I think micro-credentials are a great opportunity to democratise access to higher education, but they have to be done right. Real opportunities for lifelong learning, knowledge and skills. But how do we know that that education and sometimes training is quality and meets the needs of the stakeholders that want it and are going to fund it? Our working group on micro-credentials is preparing guidance for quality assurance agency, and we know Ireland is leading the way in developing a clear approach for micro-credentials. Academic integrity, what a fantastic session earlier. What is the role of quality assurance agencies? I know in my six years as chief executive of QA, it was absolutely top of our priority. And actually QA's campaign this year succeeded in legislation in Westminster to outlaw the advertising of SE Mills. We also have a working group on that and QQI are in the lead. And our board met in Zaragoza in September and endorsed the Global Academic Integrity Network. In internationalisation, we have the development of the European University Alliances, a really interesting and exciting development of collaboration across borders. We have the growth and continued growth of transnational education and joint, joint projects. And there's been various initiatives to try and add impetus to addressing ongoing challenges for the implementation of existing approaches to quality assurance. We know from a conference in Paris earlier this year that colleagues from Croatia presenting said the European approach to QA of joint programmes is really easy to read, it's really easy to understand, but it's incredibly difficult to implement. They talked about a joint programme between Croatia and France where the, 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 the qualifications are described differently, the requirements of staff development are different, there is none in France, and the legal systems are incompatible. At the UNESCO World Higher Education Conference in Barcelona in June, there was a call for stricter rules on the quality assurance of cross-border 
education. I spoke at the OECD in September, encouraged them not to go down that direction, but to work harder to implement existing arrangements. And colleagues may not find it too welcome in this room, but what I said is we need cross-border, cross-regional collaboration, but also the big providers of TNE to step up and show transparency in the quality assurance of TNE. And that particularly is incumbent on the two largest, the vast majority of TNE is provided by two countries, England and Australia, who've moved in different directions, risk-based regulation for their quality assurance. But I can tell you, there's a really live debate in the receiving countries of TNE at the moment about how are they getting guarantees of quality of provision in their countries. And then digitalization, online blended, all of the issues we heard, heard earlier, and we're working on updating our guidance. Through all of this, Quality assurance is key as a key tool to underpin, underpin trust and qualifications, regardless of the form, delivery or location. We're also working globally. Regional harmonisation of quality assurance is happening around the world. We've had the development of standards for quality assurance and qualification frameworks in both Africa and the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. And now we have the CIATHIS principles for quality assurance in Latin America. All of these are strongly aligned with European standards and frameworks, and we supported the development through capacity building work with our colleagues in Aquan and Africuan. Uh, there's an alignment between the different global approaches, and it's an important cross-border higher education and cross-border quality assurance development. All of these contribute to enhancing trust in each other's education systems, supporting partnerships, recognition, and mobility. ENCA maintains a dialogue with all of the regional networks and at our meeting in Stockholm next week, we will have speakers from Africa, Southeast Asia and the Gulf. While other regions are in the early stages of development of their QA and qualification frameworks, we're at the starting point for a second revision of our main tool, the European Standards and Guidelines. But it will take a lot to move away from some of the existing fundamental principles of quality assurance. We had the presentation a few minutes ago, and I've heard this numerous times now about broadening the scope of QA. I would say let's stick to the knitting and talk about quality assurance of learning and teaching. That's, what we, that's the business we're in. I think adding a whole range of new and additional things in will actually increase the burden rather than lessen it of quality assurance. But together with other stakeholder organisations, we're about to launch a large-scale consultation on the current state and future of the European Quality Assurance Framework. The Irish Universities Association is a partner in the project. What is being discussed? Are the European standards and guidelines fit for purpose in the changing HE landscape? Do they allow sufficient room for flexibility in innovation and quality assurance, while at the same time serving systems with less mature QA systems? We're keeping an open mind, and I think it's likely to be an evolution rather than a revolution. The fundamental principles underpinning quality assurance are the same, and that is one of the most, is the vast majority of QAs done in institutions themselves. We need to provide more space for flexibility uh, when making changes that will not move the goalposts for systems that have hardly got to catch up. And this morning, colleagues, I have to tell you, the European Commission announced at a conference in Malta that they are developing their own standards for quality assurance for EU countries. So you and Ireland are going to be subject to EU standards and the EHEA standards. I think it's not the best step they have made. I understand their frustration about the glacial pace of the Bologna process, but to create a two-tier system in Europe, I think, risks 
significant risk on the Bologna process in its entirety. Much better to work with the project that they're funding with ENCA, EUA, Eurasia, and ESU, and ECA, to evolve the European standards and guidelines, taking on board their concerns and move in a new direction. So I think we'll all need to watch this space. And I will, colleague, finish with saying some more nice things about QA, QQI. It is a fantastic organisation. I know from having led an organisation for six years that was kicked left, right and centre by its government and by other bodies, what you miss when a national treasure is lost. QQI is a jewel in the crown of your higher education system. Be incredibly proud of it and the people that work in it.